start. Sooners of Oklahoma at 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Max show. If you're listening to us now, you know that we have music at the top of the show. Somebody reached out and did us a massive favor. Damien, you heard the music. What do you think? I like it. It's got a 90s vibe to it. You know, uh, we asked for, just so you guys know, we asked for a mix of uh, Pac, a little bit of Nas, slip a little Jay-Z. It's kind of got a Dre feel to it, though, to keep it a buck with you. That sounds like that sounds like a beat Dre might have made 15 years ago. So salute. Uh, buddy who made the beat, man, I appreciate you, man. It sounds good. And we got a very special guest on here today. Mogul, entrepreneur, um, owner of Fading Up out in Tinker, Southside, Norman, uh, the, the man, the myth, and the legend hailing all the way from Atoka, the one and only scissor hands. Yo, 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 yo. All right, man. How are you doing today? Man, I'm great, man. You know, I woke up this morning. So every, every morning you wake up, man, you get a chance to be a better person, a better husband, better fa- father, better all the above. So, you know, I want to thank the Lord for waking me up, seeing another day. Man, I got got to ask you. I just saw you uh, on your IG the other day. First of all, just massive following, man. You you are really out there doing it. Um, I saw you though in the cowboy fit. How, how was that? Oh, oh yeah, man. Uh, my wife is from Lubbock, Texas, and uh, they had their family reunion this past weekend. And uh, the gear was cowboy attire. First, I thought it was Dallas cowboy attire. So you know, I was like, you know, I was gonna wear my my homeboy. Neville Gallimore jersey, number 96. But then when they <laughs> said Cowboy Western, I'm like, oh, man, I am not no cowboy because <laughs> I wore a pair of – my grandma made me wear a pair of cowboy boots uh, to, when I was in the sixth grade of school. I cried, and when I got home, I never wore them boots again in my life. So, you know, that was just that's just something that I don't do. But no disrespect to the cowboys out there. But I pulled it off. All right, man. So the, I want people to know – why we we reached out and chose to to have you you are just a staple in the the community of norman and and in oklahoma city as a whole and one of the things me and damien wanted to do with this podcast was yes it's football and all that but it is also just everything that encompasses Oklahoma City, Norman, the state of Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma, the football team, all of athletics there. Uh, so that was one of the reasons, man. And I feel like people like yourself are so important to what makes a community uh, of people like w- what it is. Um, I, I want to ask you, why did you get into the business that you're in? What was kind of the the motivator or reason to kind of take the path that you did? Uh, well, actually, how I started cutting hair, um, you know, I was coming up in my hometown of Toka, and, and, you know, I wasn't poor, you know what I'm saying? We was poor. You know, it's the difference <laughs> between being poor and being poor. You know, like I said, uh, you know, we we had one barber in my hometown called Bobby Johnson. Called him OG Bobby Johnson. So when as kids, our parents would take us to him, and everybody that left his house, they all had the same haircut. So 
I just remember having a pair of scissors one day and just started kind of cutting on my own hair. I had like a little fro, afro, and I just kind of kept on and kept on. And uh, and then I got kind of good at it. And then like certain kids would come up to me in my neighborhood and had me to kind of shape up their afro. And then one day my uh, good buddy, uh, Jamel, brought me a pair of clippers and uh, he had me to cut his hair. And uh, I remember I put put some nicks in it. I'm not even going to lie, but I never put them clippers down again in my life. And that's my story. When you say Jamel, Jamel who? His name was Hobson. He's from not, not Holloway. I didn't <laughs> cut his hair. That's my good friend. But nah, not him. Not him. Got it. Hey, let me say something else, man. Uh, obviously, bringing up uh, fam from man. Sizzhands, when did you, was it the 99 season that you really started locking in with the squad book, Chief? BP, Savo, what, what, what year was that? Was it the championship season or was it the first year? Actually, actually, it was a little bit before that. Okay, so when I moved, okay, I, you know, I was cutting hair in college. I went, joined the Navy, and I was a shift barber, and then I came to Oklahoma City and landed up in a barbershop called Harlem Nights, like in 1995. You know, I came to Oklahoma City in 1993, you know, after I got out of the military. So, um... I had a buddy, you know, I was cutting him up in, in, while he was in high school, named him Meg Cobb. So he came up to me one day, and um, he was like, scissor hands, I got, I got an offer from OU. I said, well, let's, let's go. And then um, when I first started cutting them guys up, I want to say, I want to say 98, 98, 99, somewhere around then. But uh, he brought John Connors and uh, – Patrick, uh, the quarterback. What was the quarterback's name? P. Fletch. P. Uh, Fletch. P. Fletch. P. Fletch. As a matter of fact, you know, that, was a <laughs> that was a squad. That was a squad. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. So, so, so that he brought him up to the barbershop, and I started cutting them guys up. And then, you know, a man had ended up leaving. So, you know, I kind of lost contact of P. Fletch and my boy John Connor. So, I ended up going to a basketball game one year and ran into uh, J.C. He gave me his number, and I started coming down there, cutting up the fellas, and and it's been on ever since. I just remember back in the day, uh, Scissorhands had braids. Remember that? Dreads. I had them dreads. Dreads. Hey, and in the same spot when we had our twenty year, when you when we all hung out together, you was in the same spot I used to see you on game days twenty year yeah. earlier. The first couple seats yeah. on the visitor side, about the thirty yard line. Is that right? About thirty. Yeah, 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 man. yeah. Man, it's been it's been it's been two good decades, man. I man, I, every time I come to town, every home game I've ever been to, I, I see you up there, brother. Every single game. I got I gotta be like I'm a true fan because, like I said, at the end of the day, you guys were out there giving y'all y'all putting y'all life on the line. Y'all out there in that that freezing cold and the rain and the and the scorching heat. But as a fan, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to cheer. We're so, supposed to yell. We're supposed Amen. to get loud and support our team. And that's what that's what true fans are. A fan is short for fanatic. And when I'm up in that in that stadium, I am a fanatic for my team. Mm. I, I got to ask you, when did the uh, the social media following? Because I'll tell when I first really found out about you was the the 2013, technically 2014. Sugar Bowl, the the infamous Trevor Knight game, and you were uh-huh. you were getting it in, man. You guys were so amped up. Did you hear from a bunch of people after that game? I'm just kind of curious. Hey, now this is this is this is crazy, right? So, you know, I would um 
I had brought my clippers down and I went to the hotel to cut up some of the fellas and everything. And they was like, scissors. And we got something for them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like they was telling me that. So I'm like, okay. So what had happened, you know, we running around, going, hanging out. And, you know, I, I, I didn't have an iPhone back in the days. I had an Android. So my, my battery, my phone went dead. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I knew I got on TV one time. I do remember that. I looked up. I'm like, oh, I'm on TV. So I'm like, okay, I made TV. So I got back. We we walked back to the hotel where the players were at, right? Me and my buddies. We turned up, turned up. And my phone is dead. And as soon as I plugged my phone up, I got all these notifications, texts of me and everything. I'm like, holy, you know, like. Wow. And then I was like, man, I got more shine than AJ McCurran's girl because they always showed her. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was cool. It was cool. And then it's, it's just cool when, when I see the playback on, on, on that game, I see myself. But, you know, I done made TV so many times. It's crazy. You know, every time I look up, that camera finds me. So, you know, it's pretty cool. And then, like I said, I look at it as a free advertisement. And then plus, people look at me like, I'm a true Sooner fan, and I, I I can't be nothing else but a true Sooner fan. I ain't seen a change in the energy since we was all young men. <clears throat> I, I I got married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got married. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, let's jump into it. I want I want I want to have this conversation because uh, obviously we've had offline conversations, and most people don't know this, but you know your football, and you know your Sooner football like hardcore. Like mm-hmm. this ain't just kind of you know Bobby Joe speaking and 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 throwing some flim flam against the wall. You know your stuff. I, I mean, obviously, we got some stuff we want to dive into, but just real quick, Coach BV, you were around the first time. You you mm-hmm. saw you saw the 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 nucleus and and the and the and the meat and potatoes that went into that 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 uh, renaissance that we had from '99 to 2000, and then really, a you know the the next crew took it. They just didn't win the big game. What what are your mm-hmm. what are your initial thoughts on uh, Coach B- Brent Venables coming back into town, and what do you think the outlook is going to be for the team? Uh, in the seasons to come? Well, first of all, Coach V know what it takes, you know, and um, and this is this is what I noticed from, like, the 2010 to, you know, uh, the, the past, I mean, players after that, you know. It was like they kind of went away from that dog mentality, you know, because, like, finding players like Brandon Average is pre- rare. When he's – that boy would put his body on the line. He did not care. You know, and then one thing I know about that 2000 team, like if somebody wasn't acting right, the team would discipline them. It wouldn't just be like the coach or anything. And a lot of players went away from that. You know what I'm saying? And over time, you know, people change. You know what I'm saying? I, I started seeing uh, where a lot of players, they was more worried about dancing and looking good instead of being out there giving they all to doing what it takes to win. You know, and I know Coach Venable he's going to bring that back. He's going to bring that hunger back in these players. He's going to bring that dog back. Because, like I said, I hear a lot of the players now, they was like, when Smitty came back, they was like, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But he said, we hate the workouts, but he's getting us right. So it's all about bringing the right chemistry. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's all about bringing the right coaches in, the right right players. And and it's all about, like, with my barbershop, it's a team. I call itself a family. Where one if one uh, barber is having a bad day, it's up to us to make him lift his head up and laugh 
and worry about what we got going on and let him know, man, just deal with that later. It's going to be all right. We got you back. And you just got to get back to that because I know how that 2010, they jail. Y'all was some dogs, man. Y'all was there. And it's a lot of things I could say, but I wouldn't say because my loyalty is with the players and, and what we speak about is what we speak about. Now, yeah. I can talk to you later one-on-one, but I would never <laughs> put a lot of things out because I know a lot of things that was going on down there, but that just ain't my style. <laughs> I want, want to ask you, uh, not to kind of circle back too much, what was your initial take, man, when uh, when Riley, a- a.k.a. Uh, T-Bow, as he's more notably known now, what was your take when you found out he was leaving? Like, what was your general well, thoughts? Well, on the- even before that, when I was going to the games, it was different. I'm, I'm, I would come back to the barbershop, and I'm like, something ain't right with my Sooners. We projected to win the championship. I'm seeing how ESPN is saying the Sooners are going to win. But when I'm going to the games, I'm like, something ain't right with my Sooners. So I was saying that the whole season, not knowing what was going on. Now, my take on that, you know, like, here's Roman. You know, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm not mad at nobody for what they got to do for for themselves and their family. My thing is, I didn't like how he did it. I'm the type of person that if 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 I was the coach for the University of Oklahoma and these schools is getting contact with me and everything like that, I'm going to be like, look, fellas, I'm getting these offers and it's like money I can't refuse. But right now, I'm focused on the team and let's go ahead and win this championship and whatever happens after that, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like with him doing that, it was a big distraction because after we after we lost that that game to um, OSU, you know, it wouldn't have worked out for him because we would have been going to the Big Twelve Championship and possibly um, a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So he had all that other stuff on his mind. But like I said, I'm not mad at him, you know, because I'm looking at it like this: one monkey don't stop no show. We won That's- championships before that man even came. Ooh, we won championships. He never won. Yeah, he ain't won nothing. But you know, do was I mad at him? Like I said, I wasn't mad. I was just, I was just disappointed in how he did it. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, at the end of the day, ain't no telling what's going to happen with him with USC or anything like that. But you know, I wish him the best. You know, he never done nothing bad to me. He was cool to me when I met him and everything like that. But like I said, it's a new era. It's Coach V now, baby. And like I said. I'm glad it happened because we got Coach V. We got that dog back. I'm looking at all these recruits. I can't even keep up with them no more. That's coming in. Man, we over there. And they ball players. You know, you said something about yeah. the, the 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 chemistry not feeling right. And here I am in Cali or, you know, whether I was living in Cali or Texas, I'm watching on the screen, too. And I'm like, that ain't no you football. You know, you brought up somebody. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about him exclusively. We're going to bring Book back up. But, you know, you haven't, you know, people are probably wondering, like, why they got – you guys don't know the relationship that he has with the players. He has an authentic relationship. Yeah. They can be honest with him. Like I know in our, in our regime, how many people spent countless hours in that shop, how many people went to get a shot. It wasn't just to get a cut. It was an experience. It was a relationship. Yeah. It was a fam. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so just, just, uh, you know, you're talking about the makeup of players last week, uh, Barry and I talked about, you know, the recruiting. We're actually going to jump into a little bit of that today too, but like, I feel like uh, a, a link was heavy on athletes and stars and glitz and glam, but you go back mm-hmm. and watch the film. I didn't see a lot of ball players. You know, you brought the word dog. Wow. You know how we, you know how we was with that yeah. word. That word meant something. Like you said, you're yeah. laughing because he right. And by the way, 
T Marshall might come to you and be like, D-Mac, get it up. Guess what? The next game, we yeah. walk to the backers and be like, T Marshall, y'all playing like shit, bro. Like, y'all got to level up. We playing yeah. AM in College yeah. Station and we went to the defense, like, bro, y'all got to do something because y'all making Ferguson look like he Jerry Rice. Y'all got to do something and stop, yeah. buddy, because Buddy is killing him. Like, mm. I don't see it, Barry. I, I or, or the, yeah. the, the the Lincoln regime. I didn't see that person, and so just 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 uh, scissor hands. Talk to me about. I mean, listen, we ain't got to go into details. I know. I already know that you know. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know you know what's up. But talk to me about like yeah. the, you know that lens. What does it look like in the lens of someone who they trust? You they they have a unique experience when they come to your shop, and and what maybe I don't know, like what the player personalities were like in the two different regimes well you know when um back in that day with you guys man it was just like you know when they come in the barbershop and we kicking it it was like they 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 were a part of of the shop you know like people would come in and they would see them like oh my god that's such and such and that's such and such but they would be real with them and everything and just like you know they wasn't they wouldn't they wasn't the type where they were just too good or anything like that they were cool, good, genuine people, you know what I'm saying? But you could just tell with the conversation, how they interact with people, what type of individual they are. You know, you just can't come and step to them sideways because we, you know, in the barbershop, we got a lot of cats that come up in there and they clown and everything. But back in the day, them boys going to clown right back and might hurt some feelings. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it's just always was great to hear them guys saying, like this reminds me of back home, but you know, just the type of uh, atmosphere I created and everything like that. And um, it's just, I, I, I miss that, you know what I'm saying? Because it got to the point where certain players would come to the shop and they were like, okay, it's like this. A lot of, lot of um, parents have the money to put these kids, their kids in these expensive football camps and all that type of stuff. But the guys back then, they had to get it how they get it. You know what I'm saying? They so when they got on that field, they had to give it all their their all. They didn't their parents didn't have that money to put them in these five star football camps and everything like that. So when they hit the field, they had to give it their all. So it was just it was like they the the play the the players against the world, you know. So I love that mentality they had and they just had that dog. It's just like it's like this. If they don't bite as a puppy, they'll never bite as a dog. Say that. Mm. Man, you uh, you talked about atmosphere and kind of the atmosphere you created in the shop. And we all know we're heading to the SEC. OU is well oh, on their way. So man, I can't tell you how often people say like, well, is it a is it going to be a, a, a culture fit? Is the, the atmosphere at, at Oklahoma going to measure up? Is it going to be what you see out of like an Oxford or an Alabama? Um, you being just like right there in it, seeing it all the time, man. What is what is your take on that? How will OU measure up in terms of just town bringing in the LSUs and the Alabamas and the, and the Georgias, how's that going to look? What are they going to think of Norman, Oklahoma? I mean, it's, it's going to be great because like I said, uh, one thing about it is it's the culture, you know, like when you got them SEC teams and everything like that, it's, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of good culture there where, where it's rowdy and, and they drink and they party and everything. And, you know, it's like that in Norman, but, it's just the culture is different because I remember when uh I didn't make it to that when we played LSU in the championship that one year, 
but I would hear like a lot of people, a lot of fans would call in on the sports animal and they were talking about, they're so rude. They're so mean. And I'm like, that's just how they are. So at the end of the day, you know, it's just a, it's just a different culture down there. So I know the players would be fine, but as far as certain fans, they just going to have to get used to it. I'm ready. I'm loud. I talk. I, I'm ready. Like, a fight come with it if you come try to put your hands on me or anything like that. Not saying I'm a bad a badass, but at the end of the day, I am a man. And this is sports. And, and you know, sports bring people together. Sports bring uh, tear people apart. I've seen it. But at the end of the day, we are the sooners, and I'm ready. I got I got a crew uh, of, uh, uh, of my friends where we ready. We ready. And, we, and no, I want to go to the swamp. I want to go down there and – and, and, and make some noise and let them know we are here and we ain't going nowhere. Like y'all need to play that puffy. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped. This is a soon of yeah. Say that. <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy, bro? Hey, hey, we gonna have we gonna I say once a season, we gonna shoot live from the tailgates. You know, my boy, you know, Trent Smith, you know, T. T. Smith, they got a house right yeah. at the edge of the... Have you ever been to his house or to tailgate? Which Where, where was that at? Is that... It's right on the edge of the parking lot, right next to the duck pond. Is that anyway, that White House? It's the White House. That's their house, yes. I've that been White there, house. where a lot yeah. of big money people come up yeah. in there. Yes, so let's... Oh, okay. yeah, I didn't pick it up in there. I didn't pick it up there. <laughs> hey, and then, see, Mary. And then my boys, my boys, they got a little tailgate called the Turned Up... Uh, turned up tailgate over there on campus corner right across from New York pizza. So I'll be back and forth all around. You know, I got fans over there. So I'm running around <laughs> doing my thing. We're going to shoot live. I want to shoot live from the tailgate. We're going to turn Barry to your yeah. point, to your question, Barry, we're going to turn up. I, I, I was at mm-hmm. OU when we played Bama in 02 and then they, they brought their crew and they were like, Oh man, we were expecting Norman, Oklahoma to be podunk. I said, hold on, bro. Don't you ever come in yeah. talking about podunk and y'all some country bumpkins from Alabama. <laughs> yeah. like, you got me messed hey, up. I was at that game, bro. Yeah. I was yeah. at that game. That's the game where Bassie got that fumble and took it back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the game where MC, game. MC took that. MC had a, uh, MC had a fade route from J Dub to get to this high side yeah. to the house on the sideline on our side. But yeah, those yeah. fans came and they talked and, and they they gave us respect, Barry. We're gonna be all right. The school just has to yeah. allow the full-fledged uh tailgating to be as it used to be back in the day. Cause everybody goes to Campus Corner. Campus Corner is dope. I like it. I like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I in fact I don't pay for a drink when I'm in the last three times I went to an OU event. They try to drink me under the dang flow. And I'm like, bro, I don't, <laughs> I don't drink too much. You know, I might socially have a mm-hmm. drink too, but they're gonna try to get you drunk. But now, nah, scissor hands, we gonna I'm gonna I was talking to Trent. We're gonna we gonna do one episode pre-game or post-game from the little White House right next mm-hmm. to the duck pond. And we're gonna turn that thing up, bro. Oh, I'm ready. I'm looking yeah. forward for it. You know, we got about what 50 something days left now till the season starts. It's getting close. I think like 50 something. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting it's- close. I think somebody, yeah, I think it's like five or six Saturdays until mm-hmm. until until we're ready to go. So it is it is getting close. Uh, so man, I, I want to ask you, uh, not to we're not changing states, but we are changing sports uh, because mm-hmm. a lot's going on. And Damien may not care so much. I know he's out there in sunny California watching the Lakers. All right, no, you had it. Lake Show, baby. Lake Show, baby. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. You can go so, ahead. What, what do you think of what the Thunder are doing, man? Oh, I, I'm loving it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you know, like that'll never happen again to the Thunder organization where you get Kevin Durant, players like with the magnitude of Kevin Durant, that's art, they could go down as definitely top five greatest of all time, you know, in the game. You know, definitely top ten for sure. But he could definitely go down to top top five. Definitely and you got Russell Westbrook, you know what I'm saying? And one thing about Russell that I love love about him, I love the dog in him. But the only thing I hate about that dog, he can just he can just you know, he's one of them dogs where you like shut up and he just what but he just ready. That's just how he is, you know, and, and I ain't mad at him, you know what I'm saying? Cause I said this when he first came to the league, I said with his athletic ability, he could be the greatest point guard that ever played the game. But he he's not the best shooter, but that's something that you would have to work on and everything like that. And then like last year, I don't know what was going on. You know, I've never seen Russ play like that and then you had James Harden you know he was you know was coming off the bench but then he the thing about him is he 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 created a game where he was getting to the free throw line every time he wanted to get there but the league changed that you know what I'm saying so and then we had Serge Ibaka you know what I'm saying so that'll never happen again like players of that magnitude all getting drafted you know so it's just it's just funny because uh, it's like it's hit and miss on these players, but like the way it's going now, I like it. I like Josh Giddy. I'm a fan of him. He yes. came up to the barbershop. I like I like Chet. You know what I'm saying? He he just got to get a little more weight on him. But yeah. with with him, the only thing I'm worried about with him, he's so frail. Where I don't want injuries. Injuries can mess a team up, can mess an organization up. So if they all get healthy because Oklahoma city just ain't the place where you got these free agents just want to come to Oklahoma city. You know where they want to go. They want to go to LA. They want to go to New York. They want to go to Miami and everything like that. So I just think that over time, because Oklahoma city is becoming a city, you know? So I like the way it's heading because like, I never watched spring. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the summer league, but I've been watching it first time in my life. I've been really watching the summer league. They got a trophy now, y'all. You see that? They literally have a summer yeah. league trophy. Yep. And big, they're playing in yeah. arenas. They're not playing in the UNLV. Yeah. Uh, 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 um, like That's like they practice arena they used to play. In. They're playing in real arenas now. Like It's a mm-hmm. thing. It's for sure. Yeah. Scissorhands, you, you mentioned um, just Oklahoma City and being, being a real city. Being in that area, you know, I, I grew up, lived in Tulsa, lived in Yukon for a little bit. Um what have you thought about the the growth of that city? I mean, you got to say a lot of it was attributed to the Thunder coming there. But man, you look at Oklahoma City in like 99, 2000, 2001 versus how it looks now. Like, what do you think's been, do you think that the town has changed as well for the city has changed in a positive direction? Just, just what's your overall take of how, what's that, what that's looked like? Well, 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 it's, it's a couple of things, you know what I'm saying? Um when I first moved here, you know, like I said, I'm from Atoka, Oklahoma, but I was traveling at a young age. So um, when I joined the Navy, I was stationed in San Diego, California. So I was out there, and when I got out the Navy, I was like, I didn't want to go back to my hometown, Atoka. So I have family, you know, in Oklahoma City. So I said, I'm just going to move to Oklahoma City. So I remember when I when I, when I I had my, my cousin pick me up from the airport, I had like $4,000 in my pocket. We went to the apartments, dropped our stuff off, and I said, let's go downtown. We went downtown, 
And I said, where the black people at? Like, it was no black people downtown. And I was like, this is weird because every city I would go to, I always go downtown. You know what I'm saying? To find black people, whatever, if I don't know where they at. And then it's just, it's just, you got to realize this too. Money, more money came here. Like the thunder came and it's bringing a lot of money down here. So you bring in all type of people down here too. And that's changing the culture too, you know, because you have to do that to keep up. And the number one thing, I say this all the time, a lot of them racist people that were in office are not in office no more. Hmm. I, I promise you, they're not in office no more. And then, like I said, hip hop is taking over. So a lot of these young white kids that were growing up listening to hip hop, they older now and they want to see a change too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot, it, a lot of that has, has come into play. And shout out to Mick Cornette, you know what I'm saying? When he was doing the maps projects and everything like that. So I've definitely seen the change. Cause like I said, I got here in 93 and you couldn't catch a black person downtown at all. And the number one thing they say, I'm like, why ain't nobody, we don't mess around downtown. But now you can't keep them away from downtown. They're all over the place. By the way, shout out to you. All the time we were in town, bro, you took good care of us. I didn't forget that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother. I I'm going to tell, tell, tell you what was so cool. You know, I can speak on it now. But uh, my boy Neville Gallimore, you know what I'm saying? Um, I texted him and I said, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? And he said, scissor hand, I want to thank you. For taking uh for looking out for me when I was down at OU. I appreciate you. And like I said, I the whole thing about it, very when I I don't ask the all I do is ask these players, I say, uh, make plays. Give it your best. Get your education, because that's one thing they can't take from you. I got my own money. You can buy me a pair of clippers or something. <laughs> I, but other than that, do what's best for you. And 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 Damien, I, I tell you, I was never down there hanging out with them leeching. I had my own money. I was doing my own thing. But you know what I'm saying? It was just it was just fun. And then I, I always thank the coaches and the University of OU because I have great relationships with these players. I have great relationships with their parents. And that's just that's just a wonderful thing where, you know what I'm saying, that to hear them speak highly on me. And I was just a, a kid from a small town of Toka, Oklahoma. And here I here I am watching all all these college football players, the Sooners and everything growing up as a kid, watching these players in the NFL, not knowing one day that I'm going to have so many players in the NFL that I call my friends. And I can call them, like pick up the phone and call them and they'll answer the phone. If they don't answer the phone, they'll call me back. Two things. That's a great feeling. Two, here's, here's two things, and I don't even know if you know this. Number one, you were part of the recruiting pitch. My, when I got hurt after the 02, during the 01 season, I was one of the primary recruiters in 02. And a lot of kids come to town and they want to know if there's a good barbershop. So we had an in house, hey man, we got scissor hands on deck. He'll fade you up, get you right, get you the tape of what you need. <laughs> you, you, you good to go. <laughs> and number two is when, when we were, uh, well, it wasn't we, but I was living in Norman 0708 when they were doing that, the, the revitalization of, you know, like two times ago when we thought that was the sickest locker room ever. And I remember the team was advocating. My fact, my cousin was on the team. He was on there with uh, Tony Jefferson and 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 that yeah. crew. But uh, they were like, man, we need to get a barber chair so Scissorhands can come. So, like, you are yeah. kind of a part of the fabric of the Sooner football program. I, I, and you, and you see, when I was there, you kicked with the ball players too, the, the basketball players. You were kind of tight with some of the ball players. I remember yeah. humping them boys. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
you know, like your name and you did what the 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 sauce that you provided with, with the culture of the team, it, it, they were tangible, bro. You had some tangible impact. And uh, obviously, you know, one of one of my very dear friends and, and you and Book were tight, too, man. I, I, I Book and I had a lot of conversations after he, he got injured and left the game and had kind of gone back home. You know, just just last before we, we let you go, man, talk to us real quick about Brandon Everidge. We call him the dog of all dogs. When he passed away, a lot of us showed up to make sure we were present for his funeral. Um, you know, uh, scholarship is talking about being made on his behalf. But w- walk, walk me through, you know, because I think Brandon Everidge kind of embodies that type of uh, that dog, that relationship that we need to get back to. G- give us a give us walk down that road with us real quick. He He's the reason why. You know, I had a little texturizer in my hair. You know, I had a little, you know, my hair was curly, right? He the reason why I got rid of that texturizer and, and got dreads. So I go down there to cut him off. I haven't met Book yet. You know what I'm saying? So when I get up to in the a, in a apartment with my boy J.C., John Carter, and uh, Brandon Pryor, BP, you know, Quentin Griffin, it was, uh, I think the apartments went to the Yorkshire. Yorkshire, man. Yorkshire. Yeah. 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 So. You know, I'm in there cutting, so Book, he clowns. So we going back and forth. And then he said, you got a curl. <laughs> you got a curl. And, man, after he said that, I couldn't I couldn't even go against you no more. So I went back. When I came back home, bro, I looked in that mirror, and I was like, it's time for a change. And I got dreads after that. But, man, I'm going to tell you, that boy was the a dog, man. Like I said, we built we built a relationship that was so cold and was so good. Like, you know, that boy done slept on my couch and everything like that in Oklahoma City. It's been times where he came down and and I was married at the time with my ex my ex-wife. I'm remarried, but well, we coming in like five, six in the morning and she waiting up and and he kind of laughing, you know what I'm saying? So, man, he just had it in him. And you know what's crazy? is that I was the one that put it out there that he passed away. His mom, I'm getting ready to go to, I got to host this pool party. So I'm getting dressed and everything. And his mom called me and she was like, I was like, hey, mama book, how you doing? She's like, I'm not doing too well, baby. I'm like, what's going on? And uh, she said, Brandon. I'm like, what happened? And he jumped in the river and he never came up. I said, no, get out of here. And I said, hey, you talked to Clint? He's like, no, nah, she couldn't get in touch with nobody. She had my number. I'm like, so I started calling everybody. I, bro, I called Quentin Griffin. I was calling everybody. That's how it got out there. Wow, BP and I remember my boy Adrian, Yeah, my boy Adrian Peterson, you know, he called me. He said, Scissors, man, you know, what's up? And I told him. He said, man, you know how book be playing. And I remember telling AD this. I said, man, I, I, I heard the pain in his mama's voice. You know what I'm saying? So it was crazy, but it was like um, we went down to the funeral and everything like that. I met up at the hotel room where AD and I was at, and I like, what well, I owe you for the room. He's like, man, you good. Don't worry about it, right? So um, we go to the funeral, and and this is crazy. Shout out to my boy, Corey Callen. So I was with the players and everything. We all there getting ready to go in, and they was like, hey, all the football players over here, and everybody else over here. So I was like, okay, well, I'll see y'all later. And Cece said, nah, sis, you with us. <laughs> so we going off in the in the in the church for the funeral. Damien, I stick my my chest out like, 
I know you, know, you did, I'm bro. Big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let me tell you, this is a story, and I did not know. So Coach Stoops was there. And uh, he got up there, and he was speaking on this story. And I did not know this. Apparently, I guess Book went to jail. And um, so Coach Stoops had Clint to go get him. And he was like, they waited. They waited for him to get out of jail so they could go. And I, I believe they played Texas A&M. And he was like, book, they came. And he said, he he was telling Bobo, you know, big Bobo, Lynn yeah, McGruder, sure. he was like, yeah, yeah, Lynn. I got to go hard. And I think that was the game where I want to say he got, when was it Tomb? He tried to tackle him and he knocked him out kind of and he was wobbly and everything. But he had one hell of a game. And that's the, I never that's not before. that's the game. That's the that's the A and M yeah. game in two thousand. That's yeah. the two thousand game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, yeah. I Man, never knew that story. I never knew that. I like I like I said. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna bring up some of the stuff but uh man just as a relationship he was wild boy he was wild i think me and book had hands twice i think we had hands twice i him and you know who he used to he's have hands a lot with savage him and savage was best friends but boy them boys oh yeah in practice like bro be cool chill Mm -hmm. but now book book was a heartbeat of the team uh when the best players on the team asked for his opinion you know he he, he, his his uh you know his voice has a lot of weight God rest his soul, mm-hmm. man. That that was fam, man. Booker, Booker. You know, Booker, I be cut. I cut up. I be cutting up his son. Really? Yeah, he got a son named uh, Braden Everage. It's Braden Everage. He plays for Douglas Douglas High School. He he'll be a sophomore next year. Wow. Uh, Braden is about Braden's about like six two now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he a skill yeah. guy or is he a big guy? What is he? Yeah, he guy? he got a nice he got a nice jump shot. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be all right, bro. Cause like okay. uh his mom is like, I think she was like six one. So and on her side of the family, they're real tall. And like for him to be a he's going into his sophomore year, he's like six two right now. You know? Yeah, he's real nice. And it was just crazy because I remember when he was a, a, a baby, he really don't remember all that. But Book used to bring him up to the barbershop and everything. And it's like after he had him. He calmed down. He wasn't yep. as wild. Yep. And he told he told Bobo that was the best thing that happened to him having a son. But it's just sad to say that he he won't ever get to see his son graduate or anything like that. But that's the one thing about it. You gotta cherish every moment you have with a person because you know, we we all we all have a checkout day. And it doesn't matter how you go, because I done heard people say they would like to go like this or like that, but you know, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. There's nothing you can do. You can't run. You can't hide. You can't pray or anything. It's just your time. And, and all I can say is just, man, I had some of the best times of my life with that guy. And I keep him in my heart. You know, and I I got my game room in the house. You know what I'm saying? I had a, a picture, that picture where he got his dog, uh, Dank, uh, on that little, it was, I think it was a Sports Illustrated interview. One of them yeah. interviews. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And I knew the dog and everything, so I got it framed up in my game room upstairs and everything like that. So I carry with carry him with me everywhere I go. Man, look, bro, I just want to say I appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule. We want to make sure we keep this light, we keep this real, and and here's the deal: we know you're gonna tell the truth. Like, you know, uh, I can mm-hmm. firsthand say. Scissors was there with us, like in the dirt, yeah, I saw it. in I the saw mud. It on the sidelines, on game day, mm-hmm. Big 12 championship, yeah. Natty, like he was there, man. We, I, and to this day, when I'm in Norman, 
I hear you before I see you. I know. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, I, my wife said, who is that brother talking about? I said, that's scissor hands, baby. He's been rough. Yeah. I'm going to bring that energy, bro. Like I said, yeah. I have to, man. Like I said, it, it, it's just it's it's just in me. Like, you know, it's, it, it can't be on you. It's got to be in you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just in me. And like I said, I've been, that's all I remember growing up as a kid is my, my parents watching the Sooners. And, and then, like I said, when Jamel Holloway came to my high school, you know, when I, and, and he came and, and then I finally met him and we became friends and, and it's crazy. He gave me this flag and, um, he was, it was the first signature on that flag. And the next four signatures I got was my boy, JC, John Connors, book, Antoine Savage and Clint Ingram. And I never took that flag out the barbershop. I might've took it to another barbershop when I relocated, man, I have no room for no signatures on that flag now. It's crazy. But yeah, I always know what was cut. Wild. I, you remember I, I signed that thing, or unless you got another one. The last yeah. time I was in OKC, no, it's know, the like, thing. I, yeah, I'm okay. not. No, nah, I, I, no, nah, I. You know, at, at my shop in Norman, I got like um like one of them uh banners. You know what I'm saying? That's on yeah. the wall. You know where a lot of the guys sign it. But my original flag is the original. You know yeah. this field up with nothing. I even got Coach Sumlin on there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! When he was here. Hey, Coach, coach you should mm-hmm. get cut. Yeah, I, I cut up his son Jackson. Yeah, you know yeah, his son yeah. Jackson. He's like, make sure you find Suzanne when you go to <laughs> Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like my name is ringing, and they just keep it going on. But and I appreciate it. And then, like I said, I got my shop in Norman where a lot of them guys get their haircuts and everything. And I still have have some of the guys come to Oklahoma City. So it's just a blessing, and um, I appreciate every minute of it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm a cheer for my seniors to the day I die. You know, I was at the the championship uh, game with the girls softball. I, like I said, I told people if they had an OU crowded fishing team, I'm at that thing. <laughs> I'm eating crowded yeah. if I'm there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm there. I'm a Sooner. I mean, Sooner born, Sooner bred. When I die, Sooner dead. And never scared. Oh, say well, that. Yeah. Well, Scissorhands, t- tell people about your businesses. Uh, tell people where they can find you on social. Give them, uh, g- give them the info. All my social media is Scissorhands OKC. Scissorhands OKC, Snapchat, Instagram, everything. Um, I got Fading Up Original. That's at, uh, uh, in Oklahoma City. I have Fading Up Tinker. That's in Dale City. I got Fading Up Southside. That's on the south side of Oklahoma City. And got Fading Up Norman. Got that. And uh, we're getting ready to uh, team up with Jackson Elementary um, School. You know what I'm saying? We, we always do our back-to-school free haircuts for the kids. We're going to do that uh, on a Sunday, I believe, on the 14th, August 14th, I believe. And school starts back on like on the 18th or something like that. So we're going to give free haircuts to the kids at the Jackson Elementary School. Um, and we're, we're going to have a DJ. We're going to do it big. And hopefully we can get Coach Venables and some players to come through for these kids. Everything's going to be free. We're going to feed them and everything like that. So, you know, I'm always doing my best to give back to the community and and just keep this thing going because you know when when you do good, you get you get good results. Well, scissor hands, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I know for those little behind the scenes, took us a little bit to kind of figure things out. This is all n- new to myself and, and Damien too, kind of getting this thing rolling. This thing is but grassroots. We, but we figured it. We figured it out. So that's, that's all that matters. We figured it out. That's right. Well, man, we want to thank you so much. 
right. Well, I appreciate you, fellas. Damien, until next time, Barry, I appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful evening. When I'm in town, I'm tapping in, bro, bro. You'll definitely hear from me. Let's get it, baby. Boomer! (laughs) Sooner, baby. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode. Please go leave us a rating and review. It helps grow the show. We cannot thank you enough for all of the feedback that we have gotten. Also, we're trying to get some stuff going on Instagram. Make sure you go follow us there at the Barry and Mac Show. Damien's is at Dame That Dude. That's D A M E T H A T. D-U-D-E Mine is at B-Wise Fitness at the letter B W-I-S-E Fitness Again, man, we cannot thank Scissor Hands enough for coming through, hopping on the show on this grassroots effort. We don't even know what this thing is becoming, but we are so happy for the feedback and the response that we've gotten. It's been truly amazing. Until next time, Thank you for listening to the Barry and Mac show. We are out.